بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا والله you love to forgive so we ask you to forgive all of us أمير رب العالمين tonight we find ourselves in night 27 of the blessed month of Ramadan we hope that is Layla Qadr we don't know for sure the Prophet taught us to seek it in the last 10 nights, especially the odd ones. And you know, there, there's this whole discussion that better safe than sorry. So for whoever has been trying their best, everyone has different situations, different circumstances, but whoever has been trying their best in regards to all of these last 10 nights thus far, and we still have a couple more, we want to finish strong. We ask Allah to accept from all of us any good that we've tried to do for His sake, and we ask Allah to overlook any of our shortcomings, Amni Rabbil Alameen. Of course, in, in connection with night 27, there's also just 27. This just begins in essentially the middle of Surah Al-Dhariyat, and then you have a number of surahs afterwards, ending with Surah Al-Hadid. The first point that I want to highlight in terms of what we find in this juz, in this para, in Surah Al-Dhariyat, we find it's a very short ayah, it's a very succinct ayah, but the depth behind it can be life-changing for whoever is willing to make it life-changing for themselves. Because this type of ayah, it's not just about a one-time thing or a one-time occurrence. This ayah ties in with an entire attitude, with an entire paradigm in regards to our relationship with our Maker, with Allah Azza wa Jal. In this ayah, Allah says, فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ So flee. So flee to Allah Azza wa Jal. If a person adopts this mentality, not just once in a while, not just as a one-time thing, let me ask Allah for forgiveness, you know, once in my life or once in a great while. If a person takes this concept and they adopt it, as something that's embedded in their attitude and their approach to day-to-day -day life, their approach to their relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal, then it'll completely transform things for the better. Because they'll start to notice when they adopt this practice of, of course, having the understanding that option one let me try to avoid whatever the mistake is. Let me try to avoid spilling that red Kool-Aid on the white carpet. Nobody wants to go and do that on purpose. Sometimes mistakes happen. Sometimes accidents happen. Option one, of course, is to avoid spilling that Kool-Aid. But option two, what this ayah is teaching us, don't let it sit and fester and stain and then think about it in a year. Maybe go rent the rug doctor a year after that. Maybe do something at that point in time. This ayah is teaching us to clean it up immediately. So flee quickly to Allah. Flee from the mistake and to Allah. One of the classic tricks of shaitan is after a person makes a mistake, Shaitan wants them to start thinking, how can I possibly do something good because I just did something bad? That's exactly how he wants us to think. He wants us to abandon seeking forgiveness from Allah. He wants us to abandon turning to Allah. He wants us to abandon fleeing to Allah.
Option one, of course, for any of us is to try to avoid whatever those mistakes are. But in case they do happen to be quick to flee to Allah, don't, let, don't even let the dust settle. Don't even let that Kool-Aid sink into the carpet. Clean it up immediately. That's what this ayah is teaching us. In Surah Hud, in Al-Hasanati with Ibn Sayyid, good deeds replace bad deeds. Good deeds erase bad deeds. Now option one, of course, is to try to, try to avoid the mistake and to try to do as much good as we can anyways. In terms of business, nobody wants to intentionally take a loss. Nobody wants to intentionally do that. That makes no sense, logically speaking. So you want to avoid that as much as you possibly can for the sake of your own business. Now, if it does get to that point, then you take the loss, you learn from it. How can I avoid that? What adjustments do I need to make so I don't fall into that type of situation again? So this ayah is teaching us فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ إِنِّي لَكُمْ مِنْهُ نَذِيرٌ مُبِينٌ To flee to Allah. And the Prophet was sent as a warner. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So there's the hope that if we rush to Allah, that will be forgiven. It's a very short ayah. So in the first part, there's the hope. Rush to Allah. Flee to Allah. We hope for His forgiveness. But what if we think to ourselves that, you know, who cares about doing that? There's still the warning, it's still right there. So we don't have the luxury to abandon this concept of fleeing to Allah Azza wa And when a person, when they, when they turn this into a constant, a constant practice, that they want to make istighfar, for example, even after a prayer, even after doing something good. So for sure, after making one mistake or another, there's even more of a need for istighfar. This is, this is for any of us. Reminder for myself first and foremost. And what is the, the specific dua that we just heard a few moments ago that we, that we learned from Sayyidah Aisha from the Prophet ﷺ? It revolves around forgiveness. It revolves in connection with Laylatul Qadr, whenever that night may be. We hope it's tonight. We ask Allah to accept from all of us. What's the main concept? Forgiveness. Fleeing to Allah. And a person may think, but I've made like 10 million mistakes just over the last few months. How can I possibly be forgiven? Allah's forgiveness is greater than our mistakes, but we have to turn to Him. We have to turn to Him. Allah's forgiveness and mercy is not a license to go and disobey Him more. Rather, it should be motivation to try to obey Him more as best we can. We need to at least stumble while going down that path and to not abandon the path altogether. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. The next ayah that I want to get to is in Surah Al-Najm. It also ties in with this concept. Allah mentions those who avoid major sins. Again, this ayah emphasizes how vast Allah's forgiveness is. How forgiving Allah Azza wa Jal is. What's mentioned initially in this ayah, those who avoid major sins. If a person, if they have the, the most sincere intention that a person can possibly have, they have the sincerest of intentions, and they really want to change everything in their life for the better, it's a good and noble intention. But if a person wants to change every single thing, the big, the small, and everything in between in one night and to stick with it, 
There's no doubt that's a good idea. It's a good intention. At the same time, there is this, there is this approach of first things first. Where do I start? Let me start with the major things first. The minor things are there. But it's overwhelming to try. You end up drowning if you try to change everything at once at the same time. You don't just jump into a swimming pool or jump into the ocean and figure out how to swim. You need to take swimming lessons little by little by little. So what this A is highlighting to us, first things first, for us to try to avoid major sins, and we ask Allah to help us to do so. The next point that I want to get to ties in with Surah Al-Rahman. It's interesting to note that at the beginning of Surah Al-Rahman, the concept that's mentioned, of course, is Rahmah, is mercy. The first ayah is very unique when you look at the entire Qur'an. The only name of Allah Azza wa Jal that's an entire standalone ayah by itself, in and of itself, is this ayah Ar-Rahman. That's ayah one. That's all of ayah one. Ar-Rahman. The beginning of the surah focuses on mercy. From the, from the get-go, right off the bat, mercy. And then what do you have at the end of the surah? You have barakah. It's interesting to note that in Surah Furqan, at the beginning of the Surah you have Barakah. And then what you have at the end of that Surah? It's interesting to take note of this and to reflect regarding the connection in our deen between mercy and blessing between Rahmah and Barakah. If I want to see more Barakah in my life, how can I produce more mercy towards others? How can I show more mercy towards others? If I produce mercy, then I'll receive mercy, hopefully. If I produce mercy, then I'll receive blessing from Allah Azza wa Jal, hopefully. We ask Allah to accept all of our efforts and to fill our hearts and our character with mercy, and we ask Allah to bestow His blessings upon us. Amir Alameen. I want to move to the end of the juz, the end of the para, in Surah Al-Hadid, in which Allah mentions, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ This ties in with the first ayah that was highlighted in Surah Al-Dhariyat. Hasn't the time come? Any time I come across this ayah, my main focus is myself. My, my main concern is myself. The feeling is like Allah is asking me Forget the whole world for a second. For me to reflect internally, as if Allah is asking me directly, hasn't the time come for you to soften your heart? Hasn't that time come? Or are you going to continue delaying and delaying? And hasn't the time come? And Allah is talking about people of Iman. Hasn't the time come for people of Iman? أَلَمْ يَأْنِي لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ so my, my paradigm should be to look internally first and foremost and to think and reflect that how can I benefit from this ayah? Hasn't the time come for me to soften my heart a little bit more, to connect with the Qur'an a little bit more, to try my best regarding dhikr, regarding prayer, regarding X, Y, and Z? It's not limited to one thing or another, although there are a few specific things mentioned, but... That's the pinnacle. Because if a person softens their heart, to soften their heart in regards to the remembrance of Allah and what has been sent down from the truth. If a person does that, 
Included in that is prayer, is charity, is hajj, Ramadan, so on and so forth. Step one is the heart. Hasn't the time come for me to soften my heart? Hasn't the time come for me to flee to Allah instead of fleeing from Allah? Even if I flee from Allah my entire life, eventually someone's, everyone is going to pass away. That meeting is going to happen. The question though, are we going to prepare for it or not? Hasn't the time come for us to, to work on avoiding the major sins? Hasn't the time come for us to become more merciful and to, to, to capitalize on different opportunities for Allah to shower His blessings upon us? Hasn't that time, hasn't the time come? Let's make that intention now to prepare our internal answers. Yes. Hasn't the time come to soften my heart? Hasn't the time come for me to connect more with the Qur'an? My answer should be yes, and we ask Allah for all of our answers to be yes. What's mentioned immediately after that? Allah mentions dead earth. Imagine a field and it's completely brown. It's just dirt, it's mud. There's no vegetation. It may look hopeless, but Allah is telling us that He can bring that back to life. And this is symbolic of the heart of the person. Even if my heart is completely dead, even if my heart is completely hard and tough and rigid, if I connect with this Qur'an which would have and could have destroyed a mountain has, had it been sent down upon it, then by connecting with it, shouldn't it soften the hardness that may exist in my heart? And what's the action item? It ties in with what we were just reminded of before this, the importance of investing in this community, in this masjid, in that parking lot, which is part of it. We don't have a place to pray without that. What's the one action item mentioned? Giving sadaqah. Innal musaddiqeen wal musaddiqat. Not just people who give charity once in a while, they make it part of their personality to be people of charity. So I want to encourage everyone here to give what you can, to do what you can, at the very least, make dua, ask Allah to, to, to help us as a community, ask Allah to open the doors in terms of rahmah, in terms of barakah, and also financially, because we have to do our part through doing that, then Allah will give us much more, but we have to step up to the plate and do what we can. We ask Allah to help us to do so. We ask Allah to help us to help ourselves to do so. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Azzati Amma Yasifun. Wassalamun ala mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.